0: Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest.
1: From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco. California remains in a state of emergency, with officials calling for energy conservation as a massive heat wave takes over the state. Today is the third day in a row officials have issued a so-called flex alert, which is a call to reduce energy consumption between the hours of 4 and 9 p.m., when the power grid is most stressed and solar declines. UC Berkeley energy economist Severin Bornstein, who also serves on the board of the Cal ISO, says that 4 to 9 p.m. part of the message is very important. It's not that you can't use your air conditioning. It's a matter of when you use it.
2: Cool your house more earlier in the day. So between noon and 4, you could set the thermostat down a few degrees to get your house cooler. This is known as pre-cooling. And then when you turn it up, to 78, it, it, the house gradually drifts up, and so you stay comfortable during most of those hours.
1: Similarly, Bornstein says do your laundry, run your dishwasher, and charge your electric vehicle earlier in the day, or wait until after 9 p.m. Forecasters say temperatures will continue to reach triple digits in many areas of the state into next week. Unsurprisingly, it's going to be pretty toasty in Death Valley. The National Park broke a new record yesterday, hitting 127 degrees in September. And it's expected to stay up there throughout the weekend.
2: Well, the next several days, Death Valley will be in the low 120s, which is fairly abnormal for uh, early September. Low 120 maximums are, are not that uncommon in, in July and August, but early September that, that is out of the norm.
1: That's climatologist Bill Reed who tried to describe to me what that feels like.
2: I looked up the uh, antonym of invigorating and <laughs> it's, it's the opposite of invigorating. It's, it's kind of like a sapping feeling or a draining feeling. You just feel blah and you just want to find shade and sit and do nothing. And it's just like a You know, being in an oven, having a big heat, wall of heat on top of your head. It's kind of hard to explain if you've never been in heat like that, but if you've been to Palm Springs or Vegas in the summer, you kind of know.
3: Or
1: the Central Valley. In the Central Valley, blistering heat has made the region's only children's hospital extra busy. KQED reporter Daisy Nguyen talked with a trauma nurse in Madeira.
4: Christina Pasma says on hot days, doctors at Valley Children's Hospital admit more kids to the ER. They are seeing lots of patients for a variety of different things, but certainly the heat does contribute to children coming into the hospital. Young kids have more trouble regulating their body temperature than adults do. And they're more susceptible to dehydration because a larger percentage of their weight is water. And so it's much, much easier for a child to become dehydrated earlier than it would be for an adult. So Prolonged exposure outside in the heat can actually be quite dangerous for them. She says heat can also exacerbate existing health conditions like sickle cell disease. She advises caregivers to keep medically fragile kids out of the heat. For The California Report, I'm Daisy Wynn.
1: And in preparation, cooling centers have opened around California, including in the Silicon Valley, where unhoused people, senior citizens, and those without access to air conditioning are especially at risk. Michelle Covert, Santa Clara County's Homeless and Housing Coordinator, says the county will also provide tarps and Mylar blankets for shade from the sun, as well as water for the unhoused. Covert says residents should check in on seniors throughout the
5: next week.
2: Because some seniors
5: don't think to turn on their air or fans, or they go out and do yard work, and it uh, it quickly they can quickly be overcome by the heat.
1: Santa Clara County is also using public libraries as cooling centers, which are open to anyone who needs them. Over in Los Angeles's Echo Park neighborhood, the California Report's Saul Gonzalez asked friends Nick Ukin and Eleanor Golan about how they're responding to the heat and it sparked a lively debate about what to do in triple-digit temperatures. But they did agree on what's causing the heat wave.
5: I just am gonna go to the beach, like, every day. It's just... too hot to go to the beach. No, it's not. It's too hot to go to the beach. No, it's not. It's
0: too hot to go to the beach. It's too hot to drive.
5: Wear a hat, and you get, and then you get to swim the whole time. You stay in worse, the water. It's making traffic worse, making
0: people crazy. I've, I really sparked an argument. I'm sorry oh, yeah. for that. People are, don't have AC in their car, so they're getting road rage. Do you got a response to that? Um, the whole going to the beach anti-argument?
5: I mean, I'm also not wearing all black on like a hundred degree day. I'm wearing a light linen dress. So I've actually learned how to adapt to the heat. This is like literally the most summer thing I have. This is, I mean, you're wearing tight black skinny jeans and leather shoes.
2: Do you think this is, when you feel the heat this weekend, is it
0: just a heat wave to you or is it climate change?
2: Climate
5: change. Climate change. I mean, heat wave as a result of horrible climate change.
0: You are out to lunch if you think it's n- is anything else besides climate yeah. change. It's not just the weather. No. no.
5: No. No. No, no, no. no. It's every AC unit that is turned on to cool us down, but is just emitting heat. Tons and tons and tons of heat.
1: Rene Cabrera lives in Roanert Park and says he's ready to soak up the sun this weekend before the cold winter sets in.
4: Maybe just swimming on the pool, just a little bit and drinking some, but but uh, I think it's, uh, the most gonna do is swim, you know, because the hot we have to take the sun right now. Because when the winter is coming, we can do that. <laughs>
1: Sylvia Infante says hot afternoons aren't great for business at the Petulama Farmers Market. A little worse just because people, um, especially for the evening ones, um, they stay away go to the pools, go to the lakes. Don't blame them. Um, morning ones, people get out bright and early and get their shopping done and head on out, which is great because it means I get to go home earlier too. And in other news, the last days of California's two-year legislative session ended with a flurry of votes this week. One of the bills that did not make it would have ended the practice of transferring non-citizens to immigration custody when they're released from jail or prison. KQED's immigration editor, Taiki Hendricks, has that story. San
3: Francisco State Senator Scott Weiner led the recent push for the Vision Act. He told his colleagues that the state prison system, known by its initials CDCR, is not required by California law to turn immigrants over for deportation after they've served their sentence or been released on parole. We've
0: been asking the administration, CDCR, for years to stop doing this, and they won't. So it's time for the legislature to act.
3: He invoked the case of a Cambodian refugee who came to the U.S. at age four, and was paroled from San Quentin after a full rehabilitation, only to be deported last month. But law enforcement groups opposed the bill, and Senator Susan Eggman of Stockton, a fellow Democrat who's from an immigrant family, was not convinced. Our immigration system is broken. It needs to be fixed. I can't do that at my level. I also want to say that I am a a social worker. I believe in redemption. But Eggman says she fears some people released from prison will commit crimes again. She voted for an earlier bill to limit police cooperation with immigration authorities. But on this bill, I I cannot support it. I supported the Values Act, and I asked for this bill to be narrowed so I could feel better about it. Because at the end of the day, the job I do have is to ensure my community is safe and to do everything I can to ensure the safety of my constituents. Weiner pushed back, pointing to data that shows immigrants actually commit fewer crimes than U.S.-born citizens.
0: And so this whole stereotype that the immigration debate is about crime, that is just, with all respect, not true.
3: And he slammed the prison system for choosing to work with federal agents.
0: CDCR is flipping us the bird, with all due respect, by saying, we don't care what sentences you, the policymakers, have set. We're going to add on punishment just for the heck of it, and get these people deported after they've done their sentence. It's outrageous.
3: Last year, the state assembly resoundingly approved the bill. But when the votes were counted in the Senate, Eggman voted no, nine other Democrats abstained, and the Vision Act came up three votes short. Immigrant advocates vowed to keep fighting to end prison-to-immigration transfers. For The California Report, I'm Tyke Hendricks. California's
1: constitution has a barrier to affordable housing built right into it. But this week, state lawmakers voted to put a constitutional amendment on the ballot that would get rid of it and make it easier to build public housing. KQED's Vanessa
4: Rancano reports. Since 1950, Article 34 of the state constitution has required local officials to get voters approval to build public housing. The rule was rooted in racist fears about integrating neighborhoods and its hindered low-income home construction for decades. Now, California voters will get a chance to repeal it. It's the
3: worst.
4: Kendra Lewis is executive director of the Sacramento Housing Alliance. She says Article 34 has contributed to housing segregation.
3: It basically has been a, a big factor of why affordable housing is still very much segregated in communities that were redlined. But it also inhibits a lot of affordable housing building in
4: our state. Voters have rejected past efforts to change the rule or get rid of it, siding with opponents who argued residents should have the right to keep public housing out of their neighborhoods. State Senator Ben Allen introduced the bill that lawmakers approved this week. He says things are different today. There's no organized opposition yet, but he says it'll take a big push to educate voters.
2: We feel confident that when Californians are made aware of, of this issue, they'll stand with us and, and we'll, we'll get this relic repealed. It's a real stain on our constitution, I believe.
4: The repeal of Article 34 is currently set to go to voters in 2024. For the California Report, I'm Vanessa Rancaño.
5: Hi, I'm Tyler Foggett.
1: And finally, Californians will be able to receive the first updated coronavirus vaccine as soon as next week. KPCC's
5: Jackie Fortier reports. The unique booster is different from any COVID shot you've gotten before. One half is the original shot, and the other half is designed specifically for Omicron subvariants that are still infecting thousands of people every day. There are two options, one made by Pfizer for people as young as 12, and the other by Moderna for adults 18 and older. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky gave the green light, clearing the way for providers to start administering the shots as soon as they receive them. An estimated 7 million people in L.A. County will be eligible. The new boosters come as COVID-19 cases decline in L.A. County, but health officials hope people think about the longer term as we enter the third pandemic winter. For the California Report, I'm Jackie Fortier in Los Angeles. And that's the California Report for Friday, September
1: 2nd. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Katie McMurrin and Danny Bringer. Our producers are Amanda Stupai, Holly J. McDeed, and Keith Mizuguchi. Our editor is Angela Corral. Our interim director of news is Key Sung. Our vice president of news is Ethan Toven Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a
0: great day. Support for the California Report comes from Silicon Valley Community Foundation, supporting KQED reporting on early childhood policies and practices around the state. Learn more at siliconvalleycf.org. Stanford Healthcare, alerting listeners to the critical blood shortage in the area. Now's the time to donate blood and make a difference. StanfordBloodCenter.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute. Coming this fall, the launch of research vessel Falcor II, advancing the frontiers of ocean science and exploration, on the web at schmidtocean.org. Support for this podcast comes from ODC Dance. The world class company returns for Dance Downtown, March 27th through the 31st, with two electrifying programs and five works, springing from cartoon, the news, and human connection. odc.dance slash downtown. Support for KQED podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions. Online or through Star One's mobile app, Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. Hey, John Favreau here. There's no shortage of political takes in 2024, but quantity doesn't cut it.